1: Bear Don Bears fans. Appreciate y'all for tuning in to another episode of the Windy City Breeze Sports Talk Daily. Know that you guys uh, probably were wondering where the heck I was yesterday. Had some issues with the fam, so had to take care of some family issues. But we are back at it, giving you guys a makeup episode today. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us. As always, man, hit that like button, subscribe to the page. Let me get them Bear Don's in the chat because we're going to be reacting to Coach Luke Getze and Alan Williams talking about what they're expecting heading up into Green Bay. And you already know, hearing from Luke Getze on this one is going to be big, right? His return game to Green Bay. Also, going to listen in on some of the players, what they had to talk about on the press conference. And then the question on the table for today's episode, how important is this winning Green Bay? And that is a this season question. A this season question. All that and more on today's episode of the Windy City Breeze Sports Talk Live. Let me get them bear downs in the chat. Let's go. Now, if you are new to the channel, please like the video. Please subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking bears, how bears talk. So make sure that you get in tune with us, man. Shout out to everybody pulling up in the chat. Shout out to everybody over on the discord side. Appreciate y'all for showing so much love as you guys always do. You know, when you guys pull up and rock with us, man, it's always a lot of fun. Do want to let you guys know, man, today's episode of the Windy City Breeze Sports Talk Daily is brought to you and sponsored by Manscaped. They're the best in below the waist men's grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0. Join over 4 million men who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code Breeze at Manscaped.com b-r-e-e-z-e over at manscaped.com man let's get into this episode man appreciate y'all for showing love let's uh let's, let's talk about it right here's the thing we are going into enemy territory i dropped the video today breaking down Uh, with Peter Bukowski the most hated man in Bears Twitter right now if you guys didn't see that go check it out really good interview with Peter talking about kind of what the Bears have going on uh, uh, or have to expect heading up here to Green Bay and so I figured we might as well get back in on this and listen in to what Luke Getzy's is expecting to have to do up in Green Bay the former Packer right the guy who hey listen on the other side of this thing he's now a Bear he can also tell you okay this is some of the things they like to do on the offense for the defense up there, right? Um, I mean, when you look at it, uh, uh, um, Matt Eberflus doesn't have a great record against Aaron Rodgers. One in three, I believe, against Aaron Rodgers as a whole. And Aaron has played pretty well, even though he did lose his last matchup against Flus. So you kind of want to see how the combination of Flus and and Getze being put together is going to work out. But let's hear from Luke Getze on how he's feeling about this matchup versus the Packers and where he sees this going. And we'll also hear from Alan Williams as well.
2: One of the things Alan said was, was, uh, he's telling guys, don't believe the hype that the the Packers are dead or the Packers are in trouble. You've been, you were there when uh, the world thought that the Packers might've been in trouble after one game last year. What was that like in terms of, uh, the belief that you guys
3: had in yourselves after a really ugly start. Yeah, no, it's just, it's in the NFL every week is a new Chapter that wasn't even like a thing and we honestly Maybe I should have brought that up. I don't know. I just we're just we're focused on ourselves uh, We're focused on getting better. So I really we honestly have not even brought that up uh, in our room offensively uh, We know we know we got uh, an elite defense sitting right in front of us that we got to get ready to uh, to go to battle with so
2: what kind of confidence did the quarterback up there have after a bad week one last
3: time? Yeah, his, his confidence is is high. I mean, 18 years and he's been the, the best in the business most of that time, so his confidence is probably pretty good.
2: Justin Fields <laughs> talked about having a great attitude and keeping composure even after a bad first half, and you mentioned just kind of offhandedly really that you had a big smile on your face at halftime. Where does that come from? Have you always been like that in terms of being able to like put something bad
3: behind you and going forward? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the... I try to be as consistent of a person every day for those guys, right? The uh, positive energy is important to me, and, um, you know, this is a really hard game. And so, like, we work so hard all week to have fun on Sundays, and, um, you know, these guys... And, and it's, let, me, let me, like, throw it back at him and compliment him. I was really impressed by how he handled every situation like the way we were able to talk about what happened on the field Um, when you know you're backed up and then you you know and then he throws an interception and like that whole time that dude was stone cold he was ready to go like there was no like woe is me at all in that man that young man that's what's been so cool about him so uh, that makes it a lot easier too
4: Okay. How do you establish a running game when you don't have when you haven't established a passing game to keep defenses honest? I mean, wasn't that a big key in, in Green Bay? You know?
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, yeah. It's you got to take advantage of what's given to you, right? And when you play an elite defense like we did last week, and we got the same challenge again this week, I mean, that's what uh, things are going to be. They're going to be hard. And so when you get three yards on a play, you can't get frustrated by that. That to me, that that's that's part of it. And so. Uh, we stuck to the plan, and we kept we kept going, and we, we kept the mentality the way we wanted to keep it. We want the play style the way that we want to keep it. And so we just got to stick to that plan uh, and, and not get too caught up by the result too much right now. Um, and I think that paid off for us.
4: Every... Coaches all, you know, say that a lot, we want to stick to the run, but isn't that easier said than done? It seems like in the moment
3: oh,
4: yeah. it's, it's easy to kind of panic and just start throwing the ball over the
3: place. Well, I'm a quarterback by heart, so I want to throw the ball every play. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, so that part of it's hard for me every time, but no, it, it it's, it's important part about like our play style and how we're going to go win football games. Right. So if you're, getting, if you're going when, uh, into a game and your plan is the, the, game, the, right? the way to beat this team, <laughs> what the, the way that you present to us that we should beat you is to throw it 50 times. So then you got to stick to that plan. And if your plan is to attack them in the run game and you, you got to stick to that plan. Um, and when you feel like there's something that's off, um, then you make those adjustments. And I think we made a few adjustments at halftime that were good for us, um, but they weren't like earth shattering things that we changed. It was just a little bit different way we wanted to go about doing it. And so those things were, were more important than necessarily just saying, we got to run the ball, we got to run the ball. We're not going to be stubborn e- either. Like I, I really believe it's about taking advantage of what the defense gives you, not just running the ball or not just passing the ball.
4: Heard about the split that you have between Montgomery and Herbert, because it felt like you know when when David was getting bottled up, you were able to turn to Khalil, and he was really effective
3: last week. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, it was it wasn't. I I wouldn't view it that way. Um, I think. You know Khalil had a few more presentations that were a little bit easier than David had uh, and he took advantage of them. now don't get me wrong he did and uh, but David I mean like literally one of the best one of the plays of the game in my opinion because it could have cut was that screen that I mean we literally didn't block anybody and David made six guys miss and get 16 yard gain or whatever it was like that was a huge play so uh, we're lucky we we got two good ones uh, and so we're going to keep we're going to keep going with those two guys.
4: Roger spoke really complimentary about seeing your rise in coaching and being there uh, alongside you. How would you describe your relationship with him and
3: what do you gain from him over the years? Oh, I mean, yeah, I've gained a ton. Um, you know, in 14, 15, I got to sit in that room as a quality control, and so I got really just got to, like, kind of dive into that football mind and, like, you know, sitting in the back of the in the corner there, just taking it all in and hearing the conversations that him and Van Pelt and Clements and Carthy would have. That was a great opportunity for me and good moment in my growth for sure. Um, the relationship-wise, I think, you know, there's – we have a, a ton of respect for each other, for the work ethic that we have, the passion, and then, and then ultimately, we, uh, you know, I think uh, we care about each other a lot, and so I think that part of it, we always knew we had each other's backs, uh, and so I think you know, we, we proved it to each other all the time. So that part of it was, you know, uh, when you're coaching a guy and you spend that much time and you care about somebody, I think that's where that like, that's where that goes from.
5: How do you describe his wiring as it relates to the troubleshooting process? Obviously, they've got to figure some things out this week, but, but how does he go about that, and, and, and what's his wiring when a uh, time to figure things out?
3: Uh, yeah, it, listen, it's a, – it's a, there's 17 games, and it's a season of progress. And to panic over one game, to – uh, panic over one thing, like, it's a long year. Like, it, 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 Like yes, like, I mean, like it, it was New Orleans last year, right? And, um, you know, my first year ever, it was in Seattle in 14 with those guys when we got our butts whooped, and we ended up going back to the NFC Championship game that year. Um, so it's a game, and then, they, you know, you, you stick to the details and what you want to be good at, and that guy's really good at a lot of things, so they're able to do a lot.
4: How did it go to rotating the right guard position?
3: It went well, it went well. I mean that was good. I think it, I think it was helpful honestly for both of them. Uh, one, one guy's new to the position and one guy hasn't practiced in over a month. so I think it actually it went well. I thought they both played really well. Uh, they both did a lot of really cool things when we talk about the play style and the and the mindset. I was using both of them in our offensive unit for what the expectation is so
1: you think that, do you think that's a temporary thing or can you keep doing that?
3: Yeah well, fortunately we don't have to, we don't have to make that decision yet. So we'll we'll keep going with whatever we feel is best each week, and we'll take it one day at a time. So you what talked you about win? finding the best five of all camp. I mean, did you end up with six? <laughs> right now, kind of, yeah, right now that's kind of the way it looks, you know, and we'll, like I said, hopefully we can keep getting more depth in the in the room because this is a long season and things happen. so there's no reason for us to go mm-hmm. just jumping mm-hmm. on on anything like that. What did you like from what you saw from Justin in the second half? That you want to see him carry over, and then is there any areas that you want to see him get better or improve moving forward? No, it's it the same stuff we've been talking about uh, all, all along here, right? There's a there's a way we got to play the game. Um, I was really impressed with the way that he communicated in that in that game. Really impressed. The when we talk about Aaron, one of the, like I was just saying to somebody else, like one of the coolest things that that you get to do when you coach Aaron is you get to he- hear him say. Exactly what happened on every play. I mean, to the detail is just unbelievable. It's it's impeccable, and uh, and like Justin had those a lot of those cool conversations with us in in the game. So that was really fun uh, to be a part of that. So um, just want to keep keep getting him to grow, and and we'll keep getting better every day. And he's a young dude, and I got to remember that too. I got to have patience with it too. How was your
4: what was your experience like? You know, this first game, first real game, calling plays. What was that like? And kind of how did you grade yourself afterwards?
3: I didn't really grade myself, um, but it was a lot of fun. First off, um, but we really do this thing together offensively. Like we, I mean, I got some really good dudes on this side of the ball. I mean, uh, Simo and Janoko and Tyke and and, and and Jimmy. I mean, like literally all those guys. I'm, I'm missing the other guys, but D Walk. Like everyone participates during this week, and we put this plan together together. And then by the time you get there, um, you know you're, you're you're just following the plan. And then you know where you know I where I I, I've said this before I'm a feel guy right I'm an instinct person that's just how I've always been in in my life and so you get in the game and you have some instincts and I trusted them and I'm glad I trusted them and sometimes most of the time it worked but sometimes it didn't too so like um, you know just I want to stay true to who I am
4: Justin's near interception what, what did he communicate about what happened on that one and the one Gibson dropped to the right to EQ
3: yeah no that's my fault honestly that's my fault. I, it was supposed to be Pettis. That wasn't supposed to be EQ. So EQ ran a route that he shouldn't have run, and that that was on me. I should have had the personnel different. Is, is that a? So it, was, it wasn't. You know, EQ hadn't practiced that route at all, and that's so how the timing, the rhythm, I put that on me.
5: Is there outcome bias to that at all? Where, where you, get, you dive into that play the same way, just given that obviously they didn't capitalize on it, but it's yeah, no
3: EQ. Thank goodness for EQ, right? EQ held on the guy's arm and didn't let him catch it. So like, thank you know EQ. That's the kind of guy he is, right? He took he made he he made, took a bad play and didn't let it be worse.
1: You mentioned sitting in a room with Rogers and hearing conversations you would have with other people. Do you have any examples of maybe working with a mind like that that shaped your coaching today?
3: Um, you know, he challenges you every day to be on it, right? Your details, your uh, there's no like eh, maybe, kind of, sort of, you know, you got to bring it, you got to know it. And the dude's intelligence level is really high, so you better bring it. And uh, at the same time, that he, he loves to have fun, and so do I. So that was refreshing to like, oh, here's the best in the business that'd like to have fun. Uh, and can always kind of come back and be centered and focused and stuff. And so, like, that was really cool, you know, as a young coach, getting up there early on in my career and being able to, uh, you know, just be that – that's really cool I, that we, you can do this. And I uh, still have a lot of success and people, you know, the good teammate that he was, like all that stuff is just – I relate to that a lot.
2: What could you tell about your whiteouts in a rainstorm that applies to the next – 16
3: games. No, I mean they, they all they all played their tails off. I mean we asked them to do a lot, and those guys played hard. I mean EQ had a, like six or seven like critical plays for us that were that were the right, and you know, I don't know one was a touchdown, but it was, it was like was that his only target? I think he maybe had one other target, but yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. So like he had the one he shouldn't have had, and then he had the touchdown, right? Um, and so um, the things that he did, like like getting out in front of Pettis so Pettis could score and. Uh, going in and, and cracking a linebacker, um, you know, all the, I mean, there's just a lot of good stuff that those guys did, and Pringle did the same thing. Um, so we're just, just happy with their play style, and we're going to ask them to do it again. So
4: is preparing for a team that you're so familiar with, uh, offensively and defensively, is that any different? Is that emotional? Is, there, is it more difficult? Is, is it an advantage? What, what's what's the, advantage? it's not
3: emotional. I really, it's not emotional at all. Um, but um, familiarity with the personnel is probably the, the advantage. That's it. I mean, those guys are really good. So, like, Joe Barry's a stud. Like, those guys are all good up there. I mean, they got they got good players, um, good scheme. So, it's a challenge. It's a fun challenge. It would be cool to, to go compete against your friends. You know, it's going to be fun.
5: This Bears, seems, this Bears staff seems less concerned with the Bears-Packers rivalry than most. You've been on both sides of it. Are the Bears mentioned as much up there as the Packers are mentioned down here?
3: Okay. Um. I mean there's like the there is like you know the natural both sides that like don't like each other or whatever like but it's not it was it's not i've never i I'm not into that really um and so maybe I don't pay attention to it enough'll be honest with you um but uh I just think there's a lot of respect both ways I really do I think that's why you saw he Aaron, Aaron has fun with it like I mean there's a lot of respect between both teams and then and uh I can remember McCarthy used to have signs up all over the building whenever we played the Bears. Um, and stuff so there so there, it's there don't I mean it's it's definitely there um, but uh, as far as like how I've always taken it I've never really got into like I, I hate one or the other either way I really haven't what kind of signs did Mike have? Well, I'll let that that's my <laughs> <point>. <laughs> <laughs> what was your reaction when, uh, when Aaron told the
1: crowd that he's you know, respectful
3: out here bro it's, that's him being him he, that's his that's his swag right that's his swag. It's the way he plays the game. The competitor. It's just that's it gets his juice. I mean, that's that's him, man. Did your kids Last one, have, Did
2: your kids have a lot of Packers stuff? <laughs> Are they not allowed to wear it anymore? What do yeah,
3: they're you? definitely not allowed <laughs> to wear it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. We listen. We had we had a unbelievable time up there the people up there we have we have so many friends in that town man this is like that's that's the part where it was was hard to leave you know the the friendships that you have with the people of green bay in that area and, the, and obviously the people in the organization um but no our our, my, our kids did great they, they three of my sons love ball i mean like love ball and so they quickly they, they quickly were just all about justin Fields. so <laughs> hey, <cousin. All> right.
1: <laughs> that was called Getsy breaking down uh, what he expects to see from the offense on Sunday. I loved it. Like, I loved it. Like at the end, they're like, so, uh, your kids still have a ton of Packers gear. They're allowed to wear it. They're definitely not allowed to wear it. Respect Luke. Um, it's interesting right now. I'll say this, right. Kind of to Luke's point about what we need to see from this offense and what we can credit and take from what we saw on in Sunday's game. Right. You end up getting back Bayless Jones. You end up, right, you've got EQ, who, like he said, when you go back and watch the All-22, EQ is making some really, really nice plays. And so for me, right, the thing that I think we need to see offensively going into this game is a heavier dose of the run game with David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert, right? And you heard kind of how Luke broke down, the, how the two were, were working together on that. When you when you see David um, not getting those same looks, when you see David not getting that same, same yardage as I don't know why I called him David. When you see Monty not getting that same yardage as Herbert was, right? Like you kind of look at it and say, okay, like what, what's going on there? Why aren't we seeing that? What's going? What's the difference there? And and Luke said it right. We put Khalil in. Khalil was getting some different looks on the defensive side of the ball. He was able to take advantage of him. Monty, on the other hand, they were going eight man front. They were putting eight in the box. Really putting, uh, uh, really trying to uh, get in that backfield and stop that run because they wanted to make Justin Fields play quarterback. And so so I think you have to find that good rhythm offensively of both, right? And I, I think that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. And I know that sounds like, of course, you have to find a good rhythm offensively. But I think what it, what it's going to be is you have to f- have that rhythm with the play calling because the success might not be there. I would, al- I would almost say the success in the running game is going to be a little bit less unless Justin shows you how... Unless Justin shows you an ability to break plays with his legs and good play calling from Luke Getze to open up different plays to get the ball while in short passes, quick passes, right? down the field. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing that's going to really open up the, the offense for the bears. If all of a sudden they can't put eight in the box and and all of a sudden you're Justin's dotting up short passes down the field, moving down the field death by a thousand cuts, right? You're going to see those guys start to play back a little bit more. You're going to see those guys take a little more time. Hold on. Wait a minute. I like we, we, we can't just play eight in the box and, and, and wait for the run because the run's not coming. And so I think that that's going to be really big for the Chicago Bears uh, um, coming into this game because if you want to have that balance of play calling where, yeah, there's an evenness to the run calls versus the pass calls, but you don't want to call plays that are intentionally getting you no yardage right like and I think that's kind of why you have to go with a little bit more of the passing game play call to where Justin can use his legs to make something happen I think this is a game where you're going to see Justin Fields out and about trying to do everything he can maybe a little bit more out uh, uh, um, with the the QB sneak maybe doing a little bit more in the RPO where he's holding on to it right because I think this is one where yeah you already know what the Packers want to come into this game and do they want to stop the run they want to slow they want to make this Bears team one-dimensional. They want to, on the offensive side, make Justin Fields play quarterback. I think the difference here is I think Justin Fields actually has the ability to play quarterback. So when you're talking about him dropping back to pass or dropping back, right, I don't want to see him doing three, four, five-step drops here. I want to see him doing, okay, hey, snap, snap, turn around. He's got one, maybe two reads. And if that's not there because you know that blitz is coming, take off. Um, and I think that kind of we saw that a little bit more in the second half, right? There there seemed to be a loosening of the reins where all of a sudden right, Justin was able to roll out. Justin was able to use his legs. And when Justin was able to use his legs, you saw how that was a game breaker for them and how much of a threat he is to defenses, right? He rolled out to the left on that touchdown by Pettis. As you see him going to the left, all of a sudden he starts to kind of look upfield doing a great job keeping his eyes downfield, looking for an open receiver. Pettis did a great job of getting his arms up and doing the wave here, right? But I I mean, as you're coming across here, all of a sudden he looks around. You see the safeties and the defense just slowly start to merge his way because they're expecting a run to come. Now, boom easy pass, Pettis wide open, big touchdown EQ with the great block there practicing the hits principle. So I think that that's something, right? When you use, you don't want to use Justin's legs to me, right? As your main weapon. I think that's the thing. You still want him to use his arms. I don't want to see Justin running the ball. Like he's Lamar Jackson out here, but what I do want to see him do is at least have that threat or be allowed to have that threat of using his legs. Because I think that that's going to open up things for the Chicago bears offensively. And the second you get those guys to play back, the Packers allowed 126 rushing yards last week. The second you get those linebackers to play back a little bit. Now, all of a sudden that run game's open. Now, all of a sudden you're going to see them being able to run the ball a lot better. Right. And I think that's the thing that you really have to focus in on. So to me, figuring out kind of going the other way, right? I know this is going to be a run heavy offense. I think we're still going to be run heavy this week, but you have to at least show that threat of Justin Fields with the ability to run and with the ability to not only run, but okay. He could also pass out of this. We can't just leave him alone there. So I think there's a couple of things to a couple of things there that you have to look at and say, okay, listen, this is how we're gonna end up with a dub this Sunday, and I, and I don't think right. I still pick the Bears. Unfortunately, I do I do have the Bears losing this game, but there is a pathway to beating this Green Bay team, and I think that that's something that you really can take advantage of if you're the Chicago Bears. There's been so many games right where I haven't seen a path to beating Green Bay. Right, you know what? We how many Green Bay games have we gone into with hope? <laughs> How many Green Bay is like, uh, what's the expert analysis on this? I hope we can beat them. But I think the Packers have some serious issues on their own offensive end. And, of course, on the defensive end a little bit right where they're able to give up that run. Are they able to give up uh, a ton of rushing yards last season and then or last season last week? And then uh, 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 I think Monty will be able to take advantage of some of the DBs there to get himself in some open spaces a little bit better. You know he's going to want to bounce back from his performance last week. So I think there's a pathway where the Bears can still make things happen. I think the biggest thing the Bears can do in this one, RPO them to death. (laughs) RPO them to death. Um, (laughs) Hey, man, we appreciate you guys tuning in and rocking with us. Let's take a listen in here to Coach Allen Williams. He's got a little bit of something to say on the defensive side of the ball here, Um, breaking down kind of what he expects this Bears team to look like defensively. The defense looked pretty good last week versus, say what you want, a offense that was built for success at the end of that an offense that was built for success in that in that 49ers game. That is their kind of game. So, a defense that looked pretty good versus an offense that I think that we would have we were expecting to do a lot more. Let's listen in to Alan Williams. No, no, shout out to you new subscriber. Challenge
3: tail facing a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers.
5: Um you're probably facing um gosh, the one of the best in history, Uh, one of the best in history. So when you're facing a guy like that, that's a guy that has a ton of experience. You're not gonna trick him. Um, You're not gonna fool him. Uh, Super accurate, can throw from different angles. Um, One of the best B-gap escape guys uh, in football. Um, Yeah, you you just have to play a complete football game. they obviously had some issues in week one and, and are a little disjointed as he gets used to new receivers and offensive lines and flux and the coaching staff that's not. How do you seize on that as an opponent when when an opponent is still working through some of those things, even if it is an all-time great quarterback? Yeah, number one thing, don't buy into that. Um, That's, you know, I remember last year watching TV and the media, they were crucifying him, they were crucifying the team, they were saying that they were done, and um, they, you know, just, um, yeah, they were crucifying him, and uh, you, you can't buy into that. You still have to improve. Our job is to not worry about What's going on with them? Our job is to make sure that we're improving each week and worry more about ourselves than what may be happening in Green Bay.
4: How can you, with rookies in this, in your secondary, how can you prepare them for playing a guy like that who could who could really take advantage of I guess of some of their inexperience?
5: One of the things that that we talk about is um, look at the tape, evaluate it for what it is. Um, And really not just the rookies, but the the whole group. Uh, There's some guys that have never played at at Green Bay And some guys that haven't played uh, Sunday night football. So uh, It's different, but it's not Uh, It's different in the way that it's Sunday night lots of media lots of attention uh, But it's still football. So our job is to really stay the course stay focused uh, execute alignment assignment key and technique and focus more about that than what the surrounding um, atmosphere is uh, during the ball game.
1: You also have guys like Eddie and uh, Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith and Jalen Johnson who have played in this environment on Sunday night at Lambeau Field.
3: In what ways do you maybe lean on them a little bit to help those young guys who haven't been through that? Mm -hmm.
5: Um, Like we always do, we 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 tell the young guys, um, hey, uh, talk to the older guys. See if you can glean a, a nugget or two of, of wisdom from those guys. What it's like. How was it the first time you were there? Um, and that's what—that's uh, why the, the vets are so valuable. The leadership is so valuable that we have on our team because they—they uh, they do impart knowledge to the to the rookies, and, and not just the rookies. Uh, everyone. You're, you're
2: coming off of playing a, a team with Devo Samuel, somebody who they can feature a lot of different ways. Packers don't have a lead receiver, you know, a clear one uh, for the first time in a long time. What's the difference in how you prepare uh, for a team with, you know, a a clear-cut number one and somebody who doesn't really have one yet?
5: Not, Not falling into that trap to say they don't have a number one um Really, it's
3: uh, um,
5: we, we've just trying to <laughs> we like try to tell answer. the guys I like uh, don't answer. drink the kool-aid of what the media is trying to sell that there's gloom and doom in Green Bay. don't fall into that trap. So that that is the first message. and then uh, the quarterback don't underestimate the power of great leadership. He is a great leader and he will get those guys into shape. Uh, so again, what we're doing is trying to block out everything else. And focus in on the task at hand, which is improving each week. Follow the process, stay the course, uh, keep worrying about. Um, hey, this is the next football game, not necessarily the Super Bowl or anything else like that. Uh, we need to take care of ourselves and our business and uh, what what we need to do, and and more so than uh, who they are and what they're doing.
2: The thing how that does that quarterback make receiver make his receivers better?
5: Uh, he's super accurate. Um, again, he, you're not going to fool him, so um, uh, he he can get them in the right play. Uh, he can check out of plays. Um, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. That's a big deal. Um, so he he'll, he'll try to get you with substitution, uh, those type of things. So we just have to be sharp on again how we're uh, executing the game plan. The thing
3: that jumps out about Dominique Robinson is the pass rush ability. <coughs> Did he play the run? better than you guys might have hoped for first time out against San Francisco?
5: Well, I don't know if it was better than we hoped because we, we thought that Dominique is, was a, a pretty good player and we were just waiting for um, the actual real ball game rather than preseason to see how he was going to um, going to function and um, he did well. Uh, what we were looking for is just, you know, I know what you guys may get tired of it, the hits principle. Did he hustle uh, was he number one in the world and run into the football? Uh, was When he hit, did he knock guys backwards? Um, did he get lined up? Didn't necessarily take the football away, but he, he almost did. And did he play smart football? So we're just really focused on that and not necessarily um, one specific part run pass. Uh, he was fine. He was fine. i to talk
4: about Eddie Jackson since you guys got here having
2: a fresh. Slate clean slate this year. What did you see? How would you assess that interception? And how much do you think that'll help him, confidence-wise,
3: moving forward to actually do what he was hoping to do?
5: Um, assess it. Uh, great play. Um, great job. I I don't take for granted when um, when a guy even just catches the ball, the ones they throw to you. And then um, the other thing you ask, uh, I don't think Eddie lacks for any confidence. There may be some other people that may say, "Well, it's been this many ball games, this many years since he's had an interception." But Eddie lacks; he does not lack for confidence. So uh, I don't know if you said you would say that that boosted his confidence. Eddie's a confident guy. When you work like Eddie works and you're smart like Eddie, um, the football intelligence, um, uh, the confidence doesn't doesn't wane. Now, would you
0: Do you consult that? Luke Getzi on any of the tendencies of? Aaron
5: Rogers, to help you with your game plan? Yeah, not just, you know, you know what we, I try to take um, all the information in. So I try to talk to, I talk to Luke, I talk to our players that have played them before. Uh, I've faced Aaron, um, the offense uh, and Aaron uh, uh, many times. So I just, I gather as much information as I can and then sift through it um, what, what I can use to help me and then what I need to throw out because uh, sometimes you get too much information, then you get, um, you know, paralysis by analysis, and we do not want to do that.
4: you talk about how you're not going to trick Aaron Rodgers or fool Aaron Rodgers, do you just leave that stuff out, do things differently for somebody like him than you would for other quarterbacks?
5: No, I, I, I do know this. With a, with a guy like him, um, it's tough to get to him with um, uh, four guys. So... Uh, um, you 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 have to you bring pressure and you uh, you fill up the, the the holes and so that he can't escape. Remember, we I said that he was a uh, the greatest big gap escape guy. So you you have to bring pressure. You have to uh, get guys on him. You have to uh, try to make him uncomfortable and uh, bring more than four uh, to um, to get home. Well, back like- to Dominique, he said that his game grade in terms of hits and loafs got dinged um, a couple times. One was a hot stove, which he explained to me. You guys call it hot stove. He explained that to me. He also said he got thanked again for getting caught in the stack. What is that? Uh, maybe not getting out of the stack, which is um, when the football is thrown that he's stopped and turns and pursues the football. So if you, if you don't do that a million miles an hour full speed like your hair on fire, you, um, you have some work to do. So he may have been mentioning or alluding to that. It seems
4: like there's
2: a lot of questions about Rodgers, right, and rightfully so, but it's the
3: running backs that might actually, for them, determine the game, right? What what are your thoughts about
5: those two? Two outstanding running backs. Um, They are, we call them, they are thickians. That means they have thicker, lower bodies. They can move the pile. uh, Good jump cuts. They have great vision. They uh, they can catch the football. um, They protect well. Uh, so two very complete backs, two backs that can change the ball game, two backs that can move the sticks. Uh, so we're going to have our hands full in terms of uh, where where that's concerned. We're going to have to um, we're going to have to bring a, you know extra guys to um, to make sure we we stop those two. We we need six, seven, uh, eight guys to um, to take care th- take care of those two guys.
2: by if you take your focus off the running backs, you know, things are going the
5: other way too. Well, you got you to gotta pick your poison. I, I'd like to, with their group, I'd like to play with 12, uh, but, but they just won't, they won't let us. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we have to, we'll have to figure it out.
4: With, with regard to the running game, uh, as you were mentioning, it seems like no matter who the Packers are missing on their offensive line, they always run the ball well with Rodgers. Is it just the running backs? Why, you know, why, why is that? Why have they been so successful? Even in tougher situations.
5: Yeah, I just think um, phenomenal coaching. I think um, The the quarterback uh, puts them in uh, good situations good plays Um, again. They they don't make mistakes uh, So they don't they don't hurt themselves Um, They just They're a good football team and when you have good football teams they uh, each week if there's a, a letdown the next week they figure it out and they they improve, and that's one thing that they do, no matter who's in the in the lineup. That's the sign of good leadership, good coaching, a good football team. Jaquan and Dominique and Kyler, that you know that trio there really made
2: an impact in week one. What impressed you about what they were able to do as rookies
4: in their NFL debuts, and how how does having that early
5: success help? Them maybe confidence-wise going into Green Bay and facing someone like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, um, I would say just trying to be steady, um, you know, not trying to get you know the highs and lows of, of a football season. Last week was one football game. We have a lot more to go. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So it just gives them the hey, the confidence. Hey, this is the NFL. I, um, I do belong. And then the the challenge is going to be. Uh, do I belong week after week after week after week after week after week? And so that's going to be the challenge um, for those guys and the rest of the team, um, making sure that we
1: have mental and physical stamina. <laughs> One of the things, Alan. That was Allen Williams breaking down kind of what he's what he wants to see from this defense, right? I mean, listen, there's a lot of things that go into this defensive game plan coming in here because to me, right, there's so many things that you can do. And I will say this, right, I think that there's, an, there's a, a couple of interesting nuggets in his presser that we got there. He's going to bring pressure. Listen, there, there's a couple of guys here, right, that – in the NFL, that it doesn't matter what you do. They're still able to attack you. Right. But Aaron Rodgers has always been that guy. You're going to blitz, go ahead and blitz. Guess what? You blitzed me. It didn't work. Uh, I, I'm still able to pick you apart. You're going to drop back. Drop back. It doesn't matter. I'm still able to pick you apart. I think the interesting thing here, though, and what I saw from watching the All 22 versus the Vikings is that when you see Aaron kind of drop back, he does that similar rollout that Justin Fields does, right? And again, like he said, he's the he's one of the best at getting away from that B, or, uh, uh, scrambling through that B gap. He's one of the best players at that 110% agree, right? We've seen that so many times here, but what you saw kind of last week that I think the bears will be very, very similar with is that when they brought that pressure, you did see Aaron begin, begin to roll out, begin to go left, right? Begin to go to make his throw. I think that the biggest thing the defense can do here or the biggest advantage for the defense in this game is the fact that Aaron doesn't seem like he's built up that trust with the guys that are currently here. And so when I hear Alan Williams talking about bringing uh, 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 six, seven guys to not only cover the running backs, but also to make sure Aaron doesn't escape. I'm a little more intrigued by that idea this season, because as Aaron rolls out and he goes to look down the field. Field, right there's not that Devonte Adams safety blanket to just drop it off to anymore not to say that all of a sudden Sammy Watkins won't have a big game big game not to say that all of a sudden I don't know if Alan Lazard is supposed to be back I think he's still supposed to be out for this game he would be his number one um, but not to say that right all of a sudden Christian Watson who was dominating if you go back and rewatch that he was actually like he didn't catch the ball and Aaron didn't go to him again but he absolutely was dominating DBs I, I think that right In this game, there's going to be such a focus on Aaron building his trust with his wide receivers and still feeling like, okay, I can go to this guy if I need to in those broken plays because that's where Aaron destroys teams, right? When those broken plays happen, boom, he's rolling out. All of a sudden, he makes a throw. Out of nowhere, it's complete, but you have to have those guys that are going to be able to complete it. And so for me, I look on the other side of that and say, all right, how how is this Bears defense going to attack him, not only in the passing game, but... You got to have those DBs playing back and playing well and, and being prepared, right? I mean, this is going to be not a tough game. I keep seeing Bildor's name come up here. I don't think Bill is the guy I'm looking at. Honestly, for me, Kyler Gordon, are you going to step up here? We talked about you as one of the better rookies, talked about you as one of the hard-hitting rookies, right? Aaron Rodgers is absolutely going to target Kyler Gordon all game. There is no doubt in my mind that you are going to see Aaron Rodgers try to target Kyler Gordon 45, 46% of the time. (laughs) There's no doubt in my mind, right? He's going to spread it out to a lot underneath. You're going to see him hand the ball off, stuff like that. But, I mean, bro, like, legit – you're going to see him say, listen, Rook, you're not good enough to beat me. I'm going to attack you. So I think this is going to be a big game for Kyler Gordon. At a minimum, I do like the game plan of bringing pressure in this one, not to say that I think that it stops Aaron Rodgers because he's still Aaron Rodgers. But at the end of the day, if you're bringing that pressure, if you're bringing those five, six guys, right? I think now you, because you can't get, if you're just rushing four, it's not going to work in your favor. So for me, if you're bringing those five, six guys, right now, you're talking about, okay, our game plan is two things. One, just put pressure on Aaron Rodgers and make his receivers make plays. Hopefully, our coverage is going to be there. Because at the end of the day, Uh, Allen Williams knows that while you don't while you may not think that uh, there's going to be a number one wide receiver with a rookie DB opposite Jalen Johnson with a rookie safety opposite Eddie Jackson and with uh, a lot of young talent on this defense, there's always an opportunity for Aaron Rodgers to kill you. And and Allen Williams absolutely spoke to that. And then on the other side of that, right? Like. You're trying to stop the run. You're trying to make this Packers team one dimensional. What you want this to become is, hey, while that is Aaron Rodgers back there and he is a bad man, what we don't want to do is give him the option to have multiple options on a play. We don't want him to be able to go and just be able to turn around and all of a sudden he's handing it off to uh, AJ Dillon and AJ Dillon's killing us for five, six yards a carry. That's what you want to slow up. You want to make this Packers team one dimensional, even though that one dimension is Aaron Rodgers. at the end of the day you don't want to see him slinging the smug down the field or you don't want to see him uh, uh, faking like he's going to sling it down the field handing the ball off or doing a short little dump off and then all of a sudden now these broken plays don't mean anything now you got to play back now you can't blitz in those situations so for me I think the biggest thing this defense can do outside of, right. They're going to drop back. They're going to pass. It, it just is what it is. It's Aaron Rodgers. You know, they're going to do it. The biggest thing you do is make them one dimensional. You make them absolutely have no choice, but to force those wide receivers to play in coverage. And at, at the same time, right. You still have to get that pressure on Rodgers. It, you still have to get that pressure on Rodgers because if you don't get the pressure on him, then he's just going to pick you apart. If he has the opportunity to sit back there all day, whether he's got the receivers or not, his running backs are pretty good receivers, both running backs, a thousand yards from scrimmage. So you really need to contain them the most. If you're able to contain them, listen, the bears got a chance in this game. And so I think those are a couple of things that you really want to look at. If you're the bears defensively on, okay, how do I feel like my team's going to fare here? How do I feel like we're going to be able to come out and slow down what the Packers want to do? And I think the defense, defensive end of this game is going to be the game changer again. And I think another thing Alan Williams spoke about that you have to at least look into and say, okay, I I, I feel like this might be something. If in week two, we come into this, right. And all of a sudden you see uh, uh, Dominique Robinson have another big game that's going to be something that i'm going to look at and say okay maybe this kid is a little bit better maybe we did find a diamond in the rough not that the packers offensive line is completely put together but all of a sudden right you've got a guy opposite robert quinn who's able to get to the quarterback opposite justin jones who was in the backfield all last week right who's able to who's who's was an unexpected factor that teams weren't bringing into right dominique robinson was supposed to be at the bottom, bottom of the depth chart. He didn't play in preseason. He didn't play in training camp. He, he, he's been injured most of the time. He was supposed to be something that was out of here completely, right? Like maybe you see him a little bit, maybe you don't. Dominique Robinson is showing that he has the ability to get to the quarterback, but he picked up something that the offense was doing. If you it, are you able to pick up something this week, that would that would give me a lot of excitement on the kind of mental game that he has. And are you able to get past guys this week, especially with another subpar offensive line that you're going to be facing? There should be some opportunities for Aaron Rodgers to get sacked here, but it's all about guys playing in the right spots. It's all about guys getting to him and getting in backfield man let's hope that this bears defense comes out with an absolute dub unfortunately like i said right i got the bears finishing nine and eight but i think here here is the thing that i have to ask and this is the topic of the video and so i want to finish on this i'ma do the ad read and then we'll finish on the other side of this when you look at the chicago bears team When you look at what our schedule is, for this season, this is not a long-term thing, although maybe it can have long-term effects. For this season alone, how important is this first game versus Green Bay to end in a win? How important is this first game versus Green Bay to end in a win? Drop your comments in the chat. Drop your comments in the comments below. I'm going to do this ad read real quick because I do have to tell you guys about Manscaped Man. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed, and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. Let me tell you something. I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0, and I'm blown away by the performance, the craftsmanship, the detail, and the 4.0 is a next level trimmer let me tell you something fellas listen if you're in the bathroom you're trying to clean things up right you gotta take care of yourself you don't want to be get dealing with nicks you don't want to be dealing with taking the fear into your heart of having to clean it up right like nah you want a smooth trim and that is what manscape has done for you here you see they've got their skin safe technology in this fourth generation trimmer and it, it features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents and let me tell you something Your boy now feels confident shaving his boys. The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths with sizes one through four. Did I mention wireless charging? That new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction and can help your battery life last longer. So if you're on the go, you don't have to worry about it not being ready to go. Here's what I need you guys to do, man. You can get 20% off plus free shipping using the promo code Breeze at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the promos. Uh, At manscaped.com with the promo code Breeze. That is 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code B-R-E-E-Z-E. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. All right, boys and ladies, if you're in it. Let's get back into this, man. Let's get back into this. Here is the question. That I have posed to you. And if you haven't hit that like button, hit that like button, subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking talk about Bears, our Bears talks. So make sure you get in tune with us. How important is it for the Chicago Bears to come out of Sunday with a win? For this season, this is not a long season term prediction this is not a long-term assessment right at the end of the day this entire season comes down to is Justin Fields developing do we have some nice pieces on defense do we have some nice pieces on offense what do we have heading into next season when we have the most money that we're in the NFL when we have our full slate of picks when we have possibly more picks if we end up moving on for some from some guys that are pretty good right or show you that they're pretty good What, or or I'm sorry, but at the end of the day, you still look at things in what this season is. And here's my thing. If I'm looking at this season alone, when I look at the Chicago Bears team, I see a team that is on the precipice of something that could be bigger than even they expect. What do I mean? There's a lot of young talent on this team. And a lot of times young talent has no idea that it's not supposed to be good yet. And when I say young talent, I mean like, I don't know. We don't know what these guys are going to be. These guys have shown us some flashes in preseason and in that first game, but we don't know what they're going to be long-term. But a lot of times when you look at those guys, those guys don't know that, hey, I'm not supposed to be that good yet. I'm not supposed to be a good player. I'm not supposed to be dominating on this end. I'm not supposed to be figuring things out about Hall of Fame left tackles. I'm not supposed to be figuring things out about veterans on the other side. Right? Like, those are the things that you look at. And so, to me, right, a lot of times wins in this case can breed a lot of confidence in a team and it not only breeds confidence in the team players on the field but now all of a sudden right the players are playing with a little bit more intensity they're playing with a little bit more hustle they're playing with a little bit more tenacity they're playing with a little bit more uh uh, uh smarts right and all of a sudden now you're looking at this and saying oh the coaching staff is looking at it and saying oh look at that i can open up this playbook a little bit more because you guys are doing a little bit more you're showing me a little bit more you're attacking a little bit more you're more confident so when I look at the importance of this single game on the season as a whole, right, I can't say that this is going to destroy the Bears season. I can't say that this is going to propel the Bears to all of a sudden make the Super Bowl. But what I will say is this. If you're a young team and in back-to-back weeks you've proven to yourself that, hey, no, no, we 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 can beat. The 49ers defense. I don't care if it's a monsoon. We can beat the 49ers defense that everybody said was going to shut us down. In in your second week, oh, we can beat Aaron Rodgers, who everybody said was going to dominate the division. Now he's 0-2. Oh, we can compete with the best in the NFL. And then you got two games after that against Houston and New York? Now, New York kind of is going through a similar thing, right? But you've got two games after that where you look at it and maybe you go, hey, I think we might have something here. I think we might be a little bit better than what most teams think. And there's going to be a comeback to earth game for sure. But at least to start this season, if this, young, if this young Chicago Bears team can start this season 2-0, and then all of a sudden you're heading into next, you're heading into week three and you're saying no 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 you're not on our level and it's about the confidence in specific players as well. Guess what? Justin Fields gets that confidence. If Justin Fields all of a sudden says, "Ooh, that, that's the first time I beat Aaron." Bears quarterbacks don't beat Aaron Rodgers. That's the first time I beat Aaron, and it's with a receiving core that they said is subpar. It's with an offensive game plan that they said is subpar. It's with an offensive side of the football that they said is subpar. If all of a sudden you come out of that with a win, that could propel you a long way in this season. That could all of a sudden shift the, uh, I said shift there, that could shift the mentality of where this team thinks it is, right? Because you're only as strong as your weakest link. Maybe your weakest link does believe, hey, amen, at the end of the day, I-, I like what we have here, but we're still a 9-18 and I like what we have here, but we're still a young team that's trying to figure it out, right? Like, maybe that's the mindset of your weakest link on this team. But when you start to beat teams, all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute now. Maybe we can get this mug. Maybe we can win some more games. Maybe we can take those next steps. This season is all about taking steps, but that doesn't mean that you can't take big steps. And I'm not going to lie to you. I look at this Packers game as one where if the Chicago Bears come out of it on the other side with a dub and then you've got two teams that you might feel, maybe the Giants on a little bit of a come up, but you've got two teams that maybe all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, we got the Jags next, or we got the, the Texans next week. We can beat them. We beat them. We got New York after that. We can beat them. We beat them. That's a mindset thing. And sometimes an uptick in your mindset is the thing that puts you on that next level, that unlocks that talent for you. And I'll tell you this, right? I think that the, the coaching staff that's in place has an idea of what the talent on this team is, but it has to allow that talent to unlock itself. It has to allow that talent to figure out, okay, this is what I have the ability to do. I'm going to help you get here, but I feel like you have this ability. Can you pull that out of you? Winning does that. Winning gets you to that next level. Winning changes how you attack the day. And so I think that this game, for me, right, just for this season, this is not a long-term prediction. This is not a finishing out the year. This is not a uh, 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 10 years down the road. That's the game that marked where we were. Because I'll tell you what, this is an opportunity for the Bears to win this game. That doesn't even mean this will be the same Green Bay team by the end of the season. But when you look at the rest of this Bears schedule and where it ends up, I can't say that all of a sudden, right, you wouldn't feel a heck of a lot more confident. I'm talking about the players. You're not feeling a heck of a lot more confident. If you're going into Houston, you're going into New York, you're playing the Jets, you're playing now the Cowboys who are missing their quarterback, and I believe he will still be out, even though Jerry Jones is like he'll be back in four weeks, <laughs> who I believe still will be out by uh, uh, week uh, uh, by the time we play them, right? Like, all of a sudden, there's all these games on the schedule that you say, ooh, no, we can win that, too. No, we can win that, too. Now, again, I don't have this Bears team being dominant, but as far as propelling yourself, getting yourself in a mindset, especially with that chip on the shoulder, you are talked about that, that mindset of us against them. Everybody has said the Bears suck. You now, after two weeks, have the mindset of, yeah, take that. Who sucks now? Who's bad now? Who's the worst team in the NFL now? We're shutting all of y'all up, and we're not stopping here. If you have that mindset moving forward, that could be a completely different ball game and take a completely different spin on this season. In my opinion, in my humble opinion, man, Uh, let's look at some of you guys comments, man. How you guys feeling on it? Um, where do you think this bears win would, or how do you feel like this bears win could help the Chicago bears moving forward? Just call me ID saying that it is important as F, uh, John saying a win would be major. Baki, kind of talking on the same things I'm talking about, right? It's important for the confidence of this young group. Uh, Nick saying, when the Bears win, the NFL mainstream media has no choice but to to respect us, at least start to. You know what? Here's the thing. They'll they'll make the excuses all year because their prediction is what their prediction is. Here's the thing, right? If my prediction on the Bears is wrong, right? Say the Bears do go 3-12. Guess what I'm going to say? I I over-evaluated this team. I was wrong. The mainstream can't say that ESPN can't say that FS1 can't say that. How many times you heard somebody say I was wrong. Stop playing with me. John Saying, let's remember the Bears started at rank 32. I think that's interesting too, right? Like the bears end up moving up the power rankings. They're like 25th on the power rankings now. And it cracks me up because it's like, you should have started them in the season 25th, but I'll take it. <laughs> Vern saying even though it would be important i don't think it'll be critical in terms of direction for the bears because they're well prepared from top to from the top from poles to Eberflus. something you didn't say in past no for sure right like i think the the preparation of this team and where this team is absolutely is going to put them in a better position no matter what but i think right if you're just talking about in terms of where they go this season how far how many wins they're able to get this season right if you had them like i had them at 9 maybe this propels them to 10 wins maybe their schedule breaks and somebody isn't in in a position to be successful you know what? listen if they beat the dolphins and the uh and, and the cowboys maybe all of a sudden they're at 11 wins in year 1 right like i mean there those are there's little things here by the way did y'all hear Tua say that if i can't see you and you can't see me i can't throw you the football which logically makes sense but it's not what you want to hear from from your Starting quarterback. Um, uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see what else we got here. Um, impressed a better SF, but a two and 20 start with Houston, New York Giants and Minnesota following sets them up for something. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. It, 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 I, I think I get what you were saying. Impressive if they get the dub basically, but um, if they go two and zero, oh, you got a lot of games on the on the schedule that are winnable. Absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Um, Nunu says who says you can't take steps while beating teams? No, no, I I agree with you. I I think that right at the end of the day, it just comes down to, are you taking these steps? Are these steps working in your favor? And are you seeing that player development in that, right? Like we saw the bears win 12 games in 2020 with Matt Nagy. Guess what? They weren't developing. They weren't moving in the right direction. They just had a lot of talent on that team, and that talent got figured out. Preparation, like he said, goes into a lot of that. Uh, Torian, what was Tua talking about? Yeah, bro, I, I don't know. I don't know, bro. <laughs> that was that was interesting. Um, Extreme saying we have real coaches now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Extreme, and that's real and that's real. Hey, man, we appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with your boy for another episode of the Windy City Breeze Sports Talk Live. As always, man, if you haven't done so, hit that like button, subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking Bears, how Bears talk. We got Thursday night football tonight, man. We got a lot of content uh, uh, on the other side of this, so make sure that y'all stay in tune with us. Also, there was a Bears video that I dropped right before this, kind of talking about Bears-Packers matchup, so go check that out for me as well. If you haven't, here's the thing. YouTube be be trying to tweak on me sometimes. So sometimes y'all just type in the Windy City Breeze. Just go to the channel. There's usually content on that mug. A lot of content on that mug that everybody hasn't seen. So if you do that for me, appreciate y'all. If you haven't hit that bell, hit that bell, man. Um, If you are pulling up with us on Sunday, make sure y'all get in tune with us Sunday, man. We're going to be up in Waukegan at a Crazy Place venue. Um, That is going to be a heck of a time. We're going to be live watching Bears Packers, We're going to be mingling with the fans. We're going to be having drinks, having food, all that good stuff, man. So make sure that y'all get in tune with us on that. If you guys are pulling up, man, let me know. If you haven't joined the Discord, jump in there and let me know how you guys feel in there. Uh, as always, man, it's your boy, Path the Designer. Back at it again. Let me get them bird duns in the chat, man, because we've been Bears fans long before any of these numbskulls came in the building. And I think we got some good guys in this mug, finally.